This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Well, Pastor, in uh, 1 Timothy, obviously in Titus as well, we get the qualifications for overseers and pastors. And there is this uh, comment, an overseer must be above reproach. And then the first thing that said, he should be the husband of one wife. You get the same thing said about deacons down in verse 12, let each the deacons be the husband of one wife. And this naturally brings up um, the question of, should single men ever be pastors? Mm. And so that's my question to you. Um, what might the New Testament say about these things? And even just from a practical standpoint, given your many years of experience in the ministry and as a pastor, should single men pursue the pastorate or should they be pastored? If there's nothing in the um, New Testament that would exclude a man from ministry just because he's single. Mm -hmm. So when we think about the Apostle Paul, we know that as he is writing as an apostle, serving as an apostle to the churches, he is not married. He's a single man. And there are you know, various viewpoints about his singleness, whether he was once married or not, etc. But at the time that he's serving and writing, he's single. So there's nothing in the New Testament that would exclude a man just because he is single. The fact that the pastoral qualifications include references to a man's marriage and his home life indicates that that's the norm. It's going to be normal, normative, that most pastors are going to be married men. And when they're married, that's the standard for their qualification. Look at their marriage. Are they a one-woman kind of man? Have they been married once? How do they manage their household, etc.? So. When a man is married, that's the qualification. Practically speaking, churches find it difficult mm -hmm. to, uh, to have single pastors because there are all sorts of questions that are raised with respect to, is the man committed to singleness for a lifetime? Mm -hmm. is he, does he desire to be married? If he desires to be married, then you contemplate the, the dating process, right. the courtship process, what do you refer mm -hmm. to it as? while the man is, is pastoring a church, which seems odd to most churches mm. or difficult to work mm -hmm. through for most churches. So I think practically speaking, a single man is going to find it more difficult to find places to serve in his singleness, but he's not excluded by the New Testament. Think about other ministry positions. We're thinking you know, about an associate pastor or a senior pastor, but think about in many churches you have a youth pastor, right? Mm -hmm. a, a man who oversees student ministry. Yep. Then imagine a man who's single dealing with young women of his own age as he's mm -hmm. trying to, sh to shepherd them or slightly younger than him. So it does produce difficulties. Circumstances can also dictate advice, counsel regarding this subject. I think about Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, 26, he says, I think that in view of the present distress, and he, he doesn't specify what the distress is, but they're obviously they're living in very difficult times at the moment. He gives voice to that in the 26th verse of 1 Corinthians 7. He says, in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. So given that present time of distress in the life of the church, he was actually counseling singleness if you were not yet married. And if you think about times when people are being arrested, thrown in prison, the threat of martyrdom, Singleness can be beneficial because the exertion of pressure on a man's life hmm. by a government, for example, when, he can, when his wife can be threatened, his children can be threatened, 
that's, that's an additional hardship. So I think circumstances can also figure into this question you're asking. But in terms of, of just the sheer qualifications, being single does not disqualify a man from being a pastor. Okay, so is, um, is a man that is married then and with a family or just married, is he uh, in a better position to be uh, a pastor in a church than a single man? Is that what you're saying? That the single man is, has a um, sort of inherent, not a disqualification, but an um, uh, inferiority, if we want to call that, in terms of pursuing the pastor, even if he's gifted. I think it can be more difficult. I think it can be more difficult even from the standpoint of what the, of, of the man's experience. Yeah. There is a reason why if a man doesn't know how to manage his own household, the Bible says, uh -huh. how will he care for the church of God? That that gets to to failure in household, right? But there are also things you learn in marriage and raising children mm -hmm. that have a transference to the to your role as a shepherd in the life of the church. You learn mm -hmm. things. Yeah, how, how do you how do you counsel married people when you're a single? It person? can be difficult, and and you and actually in my years of experience, I've seen mm -hmm. it with young yeah. mm -hmm. single guys who are involved in ministry at one level or another. Mm -hmm. How often they have very clear, simple answers to things that who to things that people have who have walked through those issues mm -hmm. understand are not so simple. Right. <laughs> you know, are, are more involved, so you can even find yourself a little underdeveloped. In, in things you're going to be shepherding people about by virtue of your lack of experience. Having said that, however, our experiences are not the standard for the life of the church. Mm -hmm. The scriptures are. Yeah. And, and you can learn from experiences that are not your own. So we've all been a son, right, or mm -hmm. a daughter. In the case of women who are listening, they're not, not going to be pastors, but I'm just saying in terms of ministry, women to women and, and women to children, men to men and to women and children, what we've walked through as a son or a daughter, what we've seen in the marriage of our parents, all that can inform us also. So you have the Word of God that is absolutely sufficient, inerrant, authoritative. That's the standard for ministering, shepherding other people. But there's a reason why the scriptures say not a novice. <laughs> mm, yeah. so, yeah. so experience in the Christian life does matter. Yep. And, and as you've walked through these experiences in marriage and raising children, it does help you in applying the scriptures to the lives of people mm -hmm. as you're shepherding them. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I cannot say that singleness excludes a man, mm. but I will say it does make it more difficult, mm. perhaps even more, perhaps both for the man himself and for the church, He's seeking to serve mm -hmm. because he doesn't have experience in some mm. of these areas. Mm. Mm. So what if, uh, what if a young man or maybe an older man has, has pursued ministry, has been ministering for a while and wants to pursue a pastorate, says along the lines, maybe for, he reads 1 Corinthians 7, and he says, well, if I do not get married, then I'm free to give more of my life and my time to the church. It would be true. It would be true. Okay. And I think a man who's who's truly qualified for ministry is also going to be a man who's godly and wise mm. to the extent that he's not serving himself. He's serving the Lord and he's serving the Lord's church, which is to say he's going to be wise in how he approaches his ministry work, which would include bringing people alongside him to help him in areas where experience might make a difference. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he would be wise enough to say, this is something that I'm, I'm going to give you what the Bible says about this, 
but practically, I, I don't have personal experience in this. Let me mm-hmm. introduce you to this person who does have a lot of personal experience in this area. He has been married 30 years, mm-hmm. or he has raised children through this issue, and bring him alongside to help in these areas where he might be, where he might lack that kind of experience. So a man who's truly qualified yet single is going to, to bring into the picture all of the gifts that God has made available to the church, mm-hmm. all of the experience that God has made available to the church that would assist him as he seeks to serve the church mm-hmm. in his singleness. Okay, good. So last thing, so let's just create two scenarios. A young man who you have watched grow up and uh, you can discern the Lord's calling on his life, the elders uh, together uh, discerning that. You would, I'm just putting words in your mouth here, sure. but you would maybe recommend as he's pursuing ministry consider getting married first, whereas uh, maybe a middle-aged man who also you have observed through many years and uh, seen their godliness and their call of the Lord on their life, you would maybe say, get married first, or no, yeah, I, you, I think you're free to pursue, pursue I, I, I would probably say you're, you're free to pursue ministry. Okay. Stay the course if you believe that's what the Lord has okay. called you to. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sing, sinful about singleness at all. Mm-hmm. But it's not the norm, it's and we have norm. to acknowledge that. And so churches will mm-hmm. rec- recognize that in the process mm-hmm. of evaluating men and determining mm-hmm. who will serve them. That they're going to take that into account. Mm-hmm. So we just need to be realistic yeah. about, about the difficulties yeah. associated with it, but it is in no way... In fact, in some ways, it's, as Paul notes, it's beneficial. Let a man, for example, go serve as a missionary pastor mm-hmm. in a very hard field of ministry mm-hmm. where having a wife and children would be very difficult. Yeah. That man has an advantage. Yep. Yep. So it's all going to depend upon the field of service, even the circumstances, what's going on in a culture, what kind of persecution is at work, all these sorts of things come into the picture. And so the younger man, though, you would maybe uh, in, ex- exhort and encourage to well, consider Paul getting says, married first? Yeah, yeah, Paul says in view of the present distress, and then he has... Yep. Unique counsel. Yep. So, in a, in a land where there's severe persecution going on, a, a, a man's young but single, it might be the best course for him. So, mm-hmm. it, it does again. We keep coming back to this on our podcast. You can't live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and you can't live the Christian life without good judgment. Mm-hmm. And it it comes down to matters of judgment. Okay. Good. So, Jesus, Paul. Yeah, maybe Timothy, not really sure. Not, none of them uh, are married, and yet the Lord used them in wonderful ways. The Lord used them the Lord in Jesus, wonderful, yeah. powerful ways. Yeah. Okay. So we would be wrong to conclude that a single man can't serve the Lord's church. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.